land. TV people. How we do it? Let's try to be as least awkward as oh, possible. Oh shit, there it is. Right there now. it is. Put it right on the nose. Red nose, red nose. Me, me, me. All right, we are here today. My name is Samuel Rogers. And this is Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne and Sammy Sam in Sammy the house. Sam in the house. Dingo, dingo. We are here to talk to you about the show Young Justice. JT. Bruce Wayne's going to tell you a little bit about Young Jesus Justice. God. Young Justice uh, is an amazing show set in an alternate universe in the DC Comics world. It focuses on the young heroes, the sidekicks, Robin, Aqualad, Kid Flash, Superman, Clone, Superboy, and then it unfolds and more characters come out. Um, but yeah, show created, I don't even know how long ago. Um, 2010. 2010. Came out. There it goes. Yeah, by like a showrunner is uh, Greg Wiseman. Said that right? I don't know. I don't know. There it goes. And uh, Brandon Vietti. Brandon Vietti. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I come off so racist. I, I put on accents. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so the breakdown of how this is going to work is we both just really love Young Justice and we love podcasts and we love talking about things that we love. So yay, yay. what we're going to do for you guys, whoever is listening to this, probably nobody but me, um, but um, is just go and take a podcast and do episode by episode of the show. It's run for two seasons. Yeah. Um, which we will come back and talk about because there's a possibility that it got canceled after two, there possibility that we could get three. And we should totally Maybe talk four. about that right now. Okay. We've got to get this off our chest. So yeah. real quick though, let's talk about who these people are. I have a, I have their Wikipedia pages mm-hmm. up because I think it's super important to know that going into a show, um, from jump that these are someone created this. Yeah. Like there's a fun part of being in a show and then there's like. It's fiction, it's a right. world that actually exists, but right. at the same time, this podcast is geared to both the creative process as mm-hmm. well as the universe they created, yeah. so we're going to keep that in touch. So Greg Wiseman, um, he is one of the best known for, as Wikipedia says, states, co-creator of Gargoyles, but it's uncredited. Classic. I, I don't know classic. if he has no Gargoyles, that was a classic That's classic, show. he's tagging down deep. That's amazing. Yep. Another remarkable thing that you could put on there is that he got a... Oh, no. that That's the other person here. He was a producer on the show Spectacular Spider-Man. So if you're listening yeah, to this, I'm assuming you may know Spectacular <laughs> Spider-Man. If not, that's cool. It's a great, great, great show. Also got canceled after two seasons, it did get ironically. Canceled. Yeah. So, yeah. Where were we talking about? Oh, we're yeah, talking so about Greg Wiseman. Greg Wiseman. Yeah, Greg yeah, Wiseman. Yeah. So he has... So it's, he's known for Gargoyles, yeah. Spectacular Spider-Man, and Young Justice. He was also a novelist, so um, I just think that's super cool. So the other guy that we have is Brandon Bietti. I don't know. They just say co-creator, so Boom. who knows their roles of what they did in the shows. But Yeah, so Greg Wiseman was recently in an interview, and he was talking about um, a new project he was doing. And they asked him about Young Justice, the possibility mm-hmm. of a cool. season three. Um, and he was... He was very optimistic as we could really still have it in our hands to bring this show back. Okay. Um, I mentioned like Family Guy was canceled twice and came back from death. Okay. And, uh, I did not know that. Yeah. Family Guy. Re- off it's of, now on what? 13 seasons? Yeah, so it's crazy. Seasons? Whatever now. They were going to get pushed too. I think they just got pushed to the same contract that The Simpsons had um, so they had guaranteed 20 some seasons. Whoa. Yeah. It's oh, nuts. Cool. Yeah, so it's super duper um, in our hands, we can really make it happen to bring Young Justice back. He mentioned uh, three separate things. He was like, what are the most important aspects that we could do as fans? Uh, streaming on Netflix. 
uh, super important. Awesome. And he said it's a it's a long race, not a sprint. So every few days, once a week, whatever it is, that continue sprint. Yeah. I can dig it. Every Young time. Justice is on Netflix. Both seasons. So if you haven't watched the show, oh. or if you want to rewatch the show oh. with us, we both seen it multiple times, oh. and we're just gonna rewatch it, and we are gonna. Do a podcast, episode by episode, breaking it down because it's such a great show. If you want to watch it for the first time or with us, it's on Netflix. So who doesn't have Netflix nowadays? That's really easy access to enjoy. And then it gives the opportunity that maybe a season three can happen. Also, if you want to have it for your own personal monetary gain and keep a collector's edition, you can purchase it. You can purchase the series, both copies, DVD sets uh, through iTunes or uh, through Comic Stop Shops. Wherever you can find it. They said digital specifically because the money will go to DC and then DC will know what we're looking for. But if you purchase it, it's in rotation and that flux is going to be important. So you're telling me that if I have Netflix and I watch it because I love it, I'm contributing to a possible season three and Greg Wiseman doing his thing. If I just buy it and share it and have it that way... Because that's who I am. I also am contributing yeah, yeah, yeah. to how we can get a season three. That's nutsos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just everything you do. If you love the Woo. show, just love the show and continue to do that. And I guess we're getting a season three. What is the other way? You if, said three. Yeah, there's three. If you're, if you're following this, hopefully you're on the computer. And if we're following this, we want to do our part. Uh, there's a hashtag you can follow. It's called uh, Keep Bringing YG. Keep Bringing YG. Every comment, every flow, every tweet, uh, you do. On Facebook, anything. You can throw it out there. Anything that they can count, they'll be like, all right, the population is demanding for this show, and we can we can do it. So we'll be following that. Absolutely. So we'll Dingo be- and the baby. I will be doing it. <laughs> Watch that one. I'm my baby. Dingo and the Dingo baby. Dingo and the baby. I, it's going to play out as it plays hey. out. We'll see, but that's the introduction. Yeah, we will definitely- Excuse me. We're definitely going to be using that on Twitter. We might even, if this goes well, get our own Twitter thing together Ooh, for it this. Out, check it out. Check it out. That's my idea. Okay. Um, so, talk shop. Good to talk go. Shop. That was great. This is. I hope you guys are going to enjoy this. Exciting. We are about to start. We're going to dive in now to the actual go, Young go, Justice go, go, go. episode. Episode one. Ding. Do we have the name of episode one? We do not. We're okay. amateurs. So, you go in and talk about episode one, and I will pull up on my phone there and we'll get some of that stuff there. All right, episode one, the beginning of Young Justice, um, is an outstanding introduction to uh, their story. And I, and story is a highlighted word. Because watching this with hindsight, knowing the completion, allows you to see the big picture that was there, seeded out through the entirety, and especially right from the beginning. Everyone's character relationships Everyone's dynamics, the world, how it looks, how it sounds, the rate at which our heroes are introduced into their adventure and how everyone now grows from that point is remarkable. It's like nothing I've ever seen before, you know, and uh, especially to fit something so massive and that's been, to get, been around, excuse me, for so many years. It can put a new idea on a very, very old, traditioned story, and that's so fun to watch. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. So, I mean, just the world in and of itself, I feel like has increasingly 
gotten better in that there's like a, a silent little golden age of animated TV mm. going on anyways. It's a fun world to be in. There's a lot of great TV. There's a lot of great animated TV. And this show just jumps right in and contributes to that narrative. I mean, even before Netflix blew up, it was in 2010, it had that same concept of being kind of one long movie. Like, you know, there's that Netflix binge quality that people do for TV now. I'm just going to put the whole thing on Netflix and then you can watch it in a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't have that yet, but it the show connects in a way of like being formatted for that already. It's like one long movie, but I don't want to get too much into spoilers. Let me pull this up. I apologize through some of the sound mess ups. I had to plug in my computer. <laughs> I was going to die. We're hoping that this is just earthquake, like a rough y'all. Earthquake. pilot to give you the idea of how we want to do this. Money only one is still about mixtape. <laughs> Woo! We're also in an apartment building, so the echoey volume. Also, my voice is gonna fluctuate. I don't want to be screaming in the apartment, <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm excited I'm about excited. Young Justice. Me I'm too. excited it's about fun. Young Justice, man. Um, Sorry, yeah, for it. I can That's dig it. it. I pulled it up on Netflix. So episode Day. one's name is Independence Day, and I want to state that I said in 2010 the show was created. It may have been created then, but the first air date was in 2011. Oh, sure. Nice. Uh, so super cool. All right, Young Justice Independence Day. Uh, who are our key players in the show? Who are the sh- so the show starts out, the episode starts out, and you're villains it's ice villains kind of attacking in all of these key towns so it's like in gotham city there's an ice villain and he gets um taken down by batman and robin and robin's super excited and like i'm just today's the day is his big thing he can't wait and that happens for every one of the main young justice characters Aqualad. So who are robin aqualad the flash kid flash Kid Flash and Green Arrows, Speedy. Speedy. Green Arrow Speedy. And so they each have their own fighter villain at the beginning. And they say, Today's the day. They're all excited. What are they excited for? First, the excitement comes from the look of this show. Mr. Freeze is in a brand new costume. Mm-hmm. His powers are manipulated in a way that you haven't quite seen before. They're classic. It's like the animated series, but with a new design to the ice yeah. and how the system works. Yeah. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. The batarangs, the costumes, the suits, the capes, the blacks are jet black, dark tones, yep. bright, strong colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's right in front of your face. Literally, Gotham City is in the middle of the day in a park where people are happy. It is boom. Interesting. Huge. Right? We're going to yeah. be on the nose. Yeah. Uh, and then what's really interesting about it is the introduction of the villains is not an introduction of the uh, superheroes. Excuse me, I punched the microphone. Yeah. The introduction of the villain has its own story. They, mm-hmm. they comment on it in a minute halfway through the episode where they say, now we're going to try to figure out why this was happening. Three ice villains in one day. That's yeah. no joke. Yeah. Someone set this up. Mm-hmm. So we're introduced to our characters, and we see them um, in the grand scheme of what the Justice League sees them, and then we follow our characters from the Justice League's perspective mm-hmm. into their world. Yeah, very cool. I absolutely love it. And so it's the starting of these people who are considered sidekicks. You get this idea of the Justice League being 
super awesome and worshiped as gods. And they're like, okay, we want our own team. Um, and they say they're going to give them their own team. They kind of just like are brushing them off. They give them a tour of the headquarters. And so then the young justice, the sidekicks, are like, okay, there's a mission out there in the world. We got it first. Let's just do it ourselves and say, F you to the big man. We're going to try to make this happen and prove ourselves. They go down to this laboratory. Weird stuff is happening. And they meet the clone of Superman trapped in a box. Young Superboy. Superboy, 14, 15. Yeah. Um, and then he has to... Then they're down there and he's all attacking them. Yeah. So that's basically the episode. <sighs> It's intense, and I could sit here and talk about every detail for a million hours because the show is just super fantastic. So tell me, and we're hoping that this is just an episode kind of breakdown and the things that we like about it. So if you really want to enjoy it, watch the heck. Oh my God, yeah. Watch it four times. Watch it four times. times. It's like a fine wine. It's it's exactly like a fine wine. Absolutely. Maybe, yeah, for sure. Um, Tell me the, your favorite parts about the episode. I, you've mentioned the introduction of the villains, right. which I completely agree with. There's the aesthetic quality of the show from right. the beginning is fantastic to watch in this episode because uh, the color schemes, the the fact like you were saying, the fact that Gotham is first shown in the daylight gives a whole perfect warming setting to the show that. As much as this show is going to have intense uh, villains, it's a kid's show. You know, it's it's from Robin's perspective. Mm-hmm. It's from the young Justice um, sidekick's perspective. So it's, yeah, I'm going to see Gotham in the daylight. I bring the daylight. Bright I'm colors. A, I'm a daylight person. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to shy away from that. We're not going to try to create a show that's a dark narrative. We're going to tell you a good show in a light narrative, and we're going right. to hold on to it. So I think that's super cool. What's another thing that you super loved about this episode? For me, one of the things that carries this whole series is the performances by the actors. I don't know if they're in the same room. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long they developed together. Our chemistry. But it is on point. Yeah. Some of the things they have to pull off are cheesy. <laughs> by nature, not by right. writing. The writing is the other piece because they have things to say that are so focused to character development and to personality yeah. that you never think of them as scripted lines mm-hmm. in a animated series that has sounds like explosions and drop kicks and grunts mm-hmm. and words like Justice League and the Batman and Freeze Guy and Soups. To able to develop characters where all of those things sound like it's what their dialogue is yeah. is what Frank Miller did with the Dark Knight mm-hmm. returns with the Billy and da 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 yeah. blah, blah 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 blah. This is how these human beings interact and communicate with one another. Yeah, I completely agree with that, and I think that that's that draw that you find in Brave and the Bold. I haven't watched all of Brave and the Bold, but and you know another show that does that is uh, or movies Watchmen. You know, is owning the silliness and letting it, and it works so well for a kids show. And for the to say it through Young Justice because kids are allowed to be sillier than adults, but it's like owning the silliness and being like, yeah, we're there's gonna be pals, there's gonna be punches, 
that's part of this. It's not going to ever go away. I'm not going to try to try, make this serious, make this cool. That is cool. That in and of itself is cool. I'm not going to try to avoid it or change that genre that I'm in. I'm in a pow, punch, kick genre. Yeah. And they do that completely through the show. Yeah. So they make those cliches not cliche. One of the things I loved about this episode um, is the... Let me look at my notes here. Yeah, the yeah. thing that I like... I mean, I like so many different things. Okay, so the things that I want to talk about were... The like after school special part of it. There's like a lesson to be learned in episodes. Out they have the show has a long arc, mystery arcs. Every episode's connected to each other, but within each episode there is a little bit. It's not very formulaic, but there's a little bit of like what lesson can be learned from this. And in this episode they touch on patience mm-hmm. when um, Speedy. Uh, comes with the group, they all be at the headquarters, quote-unquote, of the Justice League, not the real headquarters, and they're kind of being placated. Uh, Speedy is adamant about not liking this. He wants to be a part of the Justice League, and he feels like he's being placated, and he wants it now. And he's and he starts yelling and has an outburst, and Green Arrow, and it's at the start of the episode, and Green Arrow's like, Speedy, you need to be patient, and it's a super flat line kind of basic just right out there and it was just like an obvious kind of patience has a value it's a virtue you know it's a a thing that matters and we're gonna we're all gonna watch as you decompose in front of us to show the lessons and to show what is evidence of someone who doesn't have patience like if you're if i'm writing the show and i'm like okay i'm trying to show this to kids and if i'm a kid watching this show it's like okay he said he's being impatient this is what being impatient like mm-hmm. and these are its consequences mm-hmm. um, another evidence of impatience in the le- lesson of the episode is the villain Desmond in this episode is completely impatient he's the obvious you know antagonist of the episode and I feel like his whole persona is being impatient and so I feel like the show is putting a nod to like the evils of being impatient. That's what these kids are combating, yeah. you know? Which is so cool that there's all the greatness of the actual story and there's villains and it's a sci-fi world. But really what we're talking about is like how can kids fight being impatient and fight these negative qualities that have tons of consequences yeah. and you gotta be strong to do it. Yeah. And so It's intelligent. And that's one of the things that I think makes the show so unique is how intelligent it is. Patience is a lesson that every child will learn. Mm-hmm. You don't start with it. You start with different levels of it. Mm-hmm. It is a human experience that one day you will walk upon. Right. So the idea to speak to somebody under those circumstances is smart because we can all relate. Mm-hmm. And how they do it, it is so intelligent. How they, they show it through everybody's individual yeah. interpersonal relationships. Yeah how they talk to one another, how they manipulate the situation, both physically and verbally. Give me up, for instance. So, like, for example, under Robin's circumstances, he would never lie to Batman. You can see that play out. It's his own moral code. The Kid Flash, The Flash, each have their own moral code. Mm -hmm. And rather than saying that or showing them the highlights, we get that as the first reflection of the characters, and then the rest of the show is exploring the idea of patience between 
a personality's perspective of Robin, the idea of patience between the personality perspective of Desmond. And so Robin will say something to Batman, like, for example, flip that around. Batman will say something to Robin, stay put, don't go on the mission. And Robin will be like, all right, your order is your order, I'm following it. But the world is much more bigger than that. I have far more range of ideas. This mission, you never said anything about. Mm-hmm. I stayed put on the last one, did what you said, here's this order. Me taking on this one is something you want done anyways. So I'm trying to take initiative. Mm-hmm. It's not a lie. Where that could be conceived now as without patience is walking that line a lot. Mm-hmm. And they do that with everybody. So you get to see the complexity of like who lies and turns their life over to whatever mm-hmm. and who is respectful of each other and who holds back or develops or this that, or the other. But they do it with such a fucking insane level of detail that that concept is huge, right? What does mm-hmm. that even look like? Mm-hmm. Let alone with Kid Flash, Robin, yeah. Aqualad, underneath a plethora mm-hmm. of DC comic references, mm-hmm. the weight of the world on their shoulders yeah. to get that dialogue across and not be distracted or not be influenced or not be guided to tell the same story. Yeah. This is what happens to Robin. This is what happens to Doc. Yes. That was I'm mind blown. I cannot believe that they really took it from that meta of an idea and put it through the eyes of those in, in dialogue. Yeah. With dialogue and character interactions cuz some of it's even nonverbal. The way they interact with somebody like leaving them without saying anything. Robin in the episode taking off. Yeah. It's the same decision he made to Batman. I'm I get to the end of the place. I'm not telling you yes. I'm going there yet. It's that same... So mm-hmm. you see that play out on multiple levels, all the way down to their closest. Robin and Kid Flash, she like, even more than Batman, yeah. I tell you things, and we do things that it's going to be a closer... There's less of those lies. Yeah. They're still that way, because mm-hmm. I'm going to be Dick Grayson, and we see that later on, but right. that right there is uh, just, I think, the most interesting thing. I've yeah, seen. I think that's a cool highlight of the episode, is that the they showcase a lot of the dynamics... And that ends up being true to every episode. And it's really cool to see this first episode, um, to see the dynamics that are going to play out, and then how the theme of... I feel like there's a theme of patience, and there's always a theme in an episode, and how the theme plays out in the dynamics. Like, for instance, you have Kid Flash, who embodies the idea of being speedy, being Mm -hmm. quick, hurried. Not necessarily impatient, but moving quickly with someone who maybe processes things a little bit slower, which I feel like Aqualad does, Mm -hmm. and how they interact with each other, and then how Kid Flash and Robin interact with each other, who obviously have a history they show, you know, that they're best friends, that they work well together, and that they have found a good dynamic between being impatient, you know, being patient with each other, and Kid Flash wants to go, he wants to go, he wants to do it fast, he wants to move, and everyone's going slower, and he has to play on other people's timetables a lot, you know? And so, the dynamics between the three are so fun to watch, and what I loved in this episode is they show the strength of Robin being someone who doesn't have any powers, and how does he, what does he bring to the table, and how Kid Flash can, can be like, three steps ahead, but how he has to slow down for other people. You know, how he has to, where are we going here? Where are we going there? Um, for instance, like, he's he beats everybody to the door where um, Superboy is, and then he puts a thing in front of it, and it's like, hurry, you know? Right. And it's like, 
if I was here by myself, I would have made it right through that door. Right. You know, and but I have to work with this team. I need a Robin. At this I point. definitely need them. How do I reconcile the fact that I'm faster than these people and being on the team? And that's so fun to watch in yeah. this episode. Absolutely. And I mentioned one more thing about patience is the way they end the episode, I think, is a major piece of influence in that direction because they literally get down to brass tacks to the point where they're slowly trying to digitally fix the door to get it open. Mm -hmm. And Superman, Superboy, just completely bypasses everything with bare hands and slams that back yeah. open. And that's how they end it. Mm -hmm. Episode's done. Boom. Cliffhanger. Yeah. It's just boom. Reveal. Yeah. Uh, really interesting. Super interesting. So, if you were influenced or felt like there was something that grinded your gears, turned you off a little bit in any direction about when we, after this specific time too, not just like overall, mm -hmm. like right after watching this episode, what do you think? All right, things that I would critique, things that not necessarily, yeah, my critiquing moments <laughs> of the show and of life. Of life, liberty. And happiness, but you're not that happy when you're critiquing. No, that's why. Like you reap what you sow. Um, things that are difficult. Let's see. Uh, do you have any? I do. I have a major. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, the uh, cancellation. Yeah, that would grind. Yeah. That grinds my gears. That's a major, major, major gear grinder. Yeah. Um, on a reason too. That was. I mean, I don't. I don't gotta make these kind of decisions. But as a Monday quarterback, they canceled because Mattel, the toy company, was their premier financier mm. and they weren't selling toys so they weren't getting no money right. um, but you'd think I mean granted I don't make these kind of decisions but it's such an amazing show Yeah, I love so much to make the decision to Cancel exit someone had to say ah shit's canceled yeah asshole asshole grinds my, grinds my gears. fucking gears turn me off I swear oh I'm yeah. not a violent man I'm not a violent man Lord yeah. don't push me mm-hmm <laughs> Uh, things that make me mad. I guess I would critique the critics. Um, I don't have anybody I'm calling out specifically. It's just kind of a, a word of mouth thing you hear about TV shows. And ones that's like, I guess I already kind of touched on it before, but it makes me mad when people say a show can't be kind of funny or it has, it's like, it can't be funny and serious and it can't be cool and inspiring and a kid's show and it can't be smart and simple you know yeah which so that's the critiques you always get with kid animated tv shows yeah and it's like oh maybe people who love that world and love those things are immature or more simple or can't be too taken too seriously right. and the show can't be seen for showing cool life lessons for having insights like a, a novel does you know oh i'm a novelist or oh i read books i comes with a sort of social noblism that you're that has respect right and watching a kid's show doesn't work right. that that geek factor oh you're a geek i get it that's cool it's its own culture but i grinds my gears yeah. when it's considered less yeah. than someone who reads books or is a scholar yeah. we're taking what someone else created and we love it and we want to dissect it and someone else put their heart and soul into it mm -hmm. and it's as beautiful and can be as good for the soul and good for the mind as any book 
or that's been written, yeah. any piece of art that's been painted. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the Sixteen Chapel, you know. Everything right. is. All art is creative right. in that sense. And so I love the show, and it Fuck pisses yeah. me off when people are like, "Oh, it's a kids show, so yeah, it's simple," or "Oh, it's yeah. cliche," or "Yeah, it's not doesn't have the same clout as a great book." Whatever. That's whoever you are out there in the world. <laughs> I hope you stub your toe tomorrow. I'm just Ooh, kidding. I don't, boy. I don't wish pain on anybody. No, but but if that Discomfort. was the option, I hope you got so much anxiety tomorrow. Ooh, I hope you over there just yeah. anxious. Yeah. All day looking over your shoulder. I I hope that you can see that there's that that you are completely wrong. So you're a savage and an idiot. Okay. Okay. So next uh, episode. So this yeah. episode, what cool. happened was. They ended up being downstairs in the lab. Cadmus ends up coming back in the show. Um, yeah, they show those aliens, which mm-hmm. was really cool. And then they end this episode on a cliffhanger. Clef- clip, uh, a true cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, hanging sentence. Door flying open. And Doom. Screen closed. Superboy just without words. Um, yeah. Manhandled the team. Uh, so what I'm excited to look for this time watching the next episode is... To see if there, my theory holds that there is a theme for each episode, right? Uh, or is it a theme for story arcs? Right. So is patience gonna kind of be the overall theme of the next episode that you can kind of like catch different parts of the dynamics, or do they switch it up and they kind of have a different theme? I'm excited to see if that plays. You know, I'm excited to look for. Um, how those genomorphs are taken in the next right. episode because they are, if I'm thinking of this show, I'm watching it for the first time, right. they're a complete mystery. They've Com- not been explained at all. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so weird to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are these things? Yep. And how they tell us what they are in the next episode without telling us what they are. Nice. What are you excited for? <laughs> uh, the, selfishly, uh, the hindsight, so I know it's coming. Interaction with the Justice League. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It has a really interesting um, evolution. I know where the the victory in this story is, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's surprising mm-hmm. when I when I went through it the first time. Yeah. So going to this time, I'm excited to see um, the different things that lead up to that because I know I missed. Them. Man, I, I mean, I missed so much in this first episode. Watching. Watching it this see. time I was like, oh wow, I really got to see where these characters were going. Yeah. And they grow so fast. The characters evolve. Superboy, from where he is in this moment, by yeah. the end of the episode, is um, so watching that r- remarkable. Yeah, it's like yeah. watching a good performance. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, wow, I knew I knew this person was gonna go through this arc. I know he's gonna go through these moments, and so that is off the table. I'm not questioning that anymore. It's just like what is actually happening to him, mm-hmm. and that's so fun, especially with this show because they <laughs> they go quick, man. They go quick. All right, I feel like that kind of wraps it up. I literally could talk about this <laughs> one episode all day. Yeah, for sure, 100%. So, hands down. But I think that that's oh, a good that? place to I keep bumping the table. I'm a I know. In the plane with God, the plane with God, I was like, oh, that's going to be bad. And I don't know what the, the deal is with times. We're hoping to get this oh, podcast man. on a place where you can actually listen to it yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. just posting. I don't know if we're allowed to cuss. I don't give a shit about that. Freedom of speech is a thing. Freedom of speech is a thing. Shit, 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 hot shit, shit. Yeah. I of course love that, but hopefully, so, yeah. please let us be on a way work. Yeah, don't, don't. I'm not a gangster. Don't, don't push me now. Don't, don't, don't touch me. Nah, no, but yeah. Um. Oh, uh, before we go, I think one thing that we should uh, always do, um, 
if this shows, I believe, have any purpose and what comics as a greater whole are um, to the fans is uh, avenue for creation, an avenue for new ideas, an avenue to take your world and put it through the eyes of a hero. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we should always uh, kind of have shoot out idea. some new ideas, like okay. a little brainstorm, blah, 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 blah. Okay, brainstorm, good. I don't have any new ideas oh, right I now, idea. but I maybe I can idea. come I up with one. Okay. I totally got a new idea. What's a new so idea? That was a segue to me telling me my new idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's all good. Here we go. Uh, the new idea would be, uh, if this show were to get picked up, same idea. Season not three. a new idea. Yeah, it's not a But if this show were to get picked up for season three, then they expand it and you get a Justice League TV show. Yep. That'd you make a cool. universe and you get a Batman show. Yeah. You get all those perspectives. Uh, that would be the most exciting thing that could probably ever happen um, in for, entertainment for me. Yep. Just get kind of that world you get with comics of it's all the same universe, but they have their own shows. I mean, I don't see why not. It makes those great jobs. There are people who want to create these things. And it would, I would love it, and I think that fans, other fans, would love that too. What would be a cool new idea? Um, I had one earlier today, but I can't think of anything right now. I think uh, a cool creative thing that they could do, that they are kind of doing, but I guess you could just expand on, um, is that barrier between the creative process and the writer and the show. I think that. I love a show and I do it all the time. I love TV and I love watching films and art, but I rarely go look at who wrote that and who created it and who did it. And so um, something they could do at the end of an episode is a little video with the writer of that episode and maybe a host every time and just a couple things maybe about him, maybe things he wanted to get across in the episode, things like that and kind of make a better connection between artist and artist work. Mm -hmm. So that's something we could do. It's badass fuck. Yeah. Cool, man. So uh, it's actually two pieces. So we are going to watch the next one. Yes. Um, the episode ends on a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. So it's a two piece. So we we'll watch the episode up. and we'll pick back up yeah. the same podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thanks for listening. If you did, I love it. I love you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>